the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden meeting face-to-face with fellow Democrats on Capitol Hill, but... Liberals and moderates in his own party remain sharply divided over a couple of massive spending bills. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the intensity of talks about the legislative agenda should come as no surprise. We're clearly at the late stages of the process here. This is exactly the moment where people put their bottom lines down, they put their best ideas forward, and there's heavy negotiating. And that's exactly what's happening. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who promised to vote on Friday, now says... Lawmakers need a lot more time. Two GOP lawmakers have written a letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin concerning Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. He's been brigged after releasing a video demanding accountability for military leadership. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher asks the questions others won't. Have you been following what's happened in Israel? 80% vaccination rate. Uh, Why do they have a COVID problem in Israel? If an entire country has 80% of its people vaccinated and there is still a COVID problem, well, what does that tell you about the efficiency of the vaccine? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, glad to have you along today. Patchy fog and showers likely high of 71, then tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 68. It's the Cry Macho Sweepstakes. Register daily at am1280thepatriot.com for your chance to win $1,000 in cash, a quality brown suede jacket, a Clint Eastwood 40 Film Collector's Edition box set, and a $50 Fandango movie gift card. The Narn with Mitch Burr continues. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Watching the Twitter feed coming from the Minnesota State Central uh, GOP uh, Central Committee meeting right now. Uh, just to run this down for you. They're counting the second ballot. They have to be out of the building by 3 p.m. And I will just say this. In, in all my years of being involved in GOP conventions at all levels, usually district level, for some reason, everyone always rents rooms till 3 p.m. And then fills those rooms with Republicans who can natter on for hours and hours and hours without taking a breath for the love of God. Why does anyone even bother renting a room till 3 p.m. and then getting into a race where you're going to have three or four or five paper ballots? 
pardon me, I'm just venting here right now. I'm going to have to perhaps check my blood pressure. We're waiting for the second round of ballots to get counted. With us, perhaps someone who can help me out with the blood pressure situation, uh, my next uh, guest on the broadcast, former state senator, uh, once and always uh, physician and candidate for the GOP nomination to run for governor of Minnesota, Dr. Senator Scott Jensen joins us. Uh, Doctor, welcome to the broadcast. First time, I believe. It is, and thank you, Mitch, for having me. My pleasure. Of course, I extend this invitation to all the gubernatorial candidates. You have been in the race uh, longer than any other serious candidate, and by that I mean I leave out Bob Carney because he's already running for 2026, for the love of God. But anyway, uh, you are, you've been in the race for, for quite some time right now. I think you were telegraphing your intentions the better part of a year back here. Uh, so, uh, Scott Jensen, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and why people should be looking at you for the nomination for starters here. What makes you the best Republican for the job? I'm not a career politician. I think I come from the rank and file. I'm a kid from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, and I've been a family doctor for 40 years. I've started clinics of my own. I have two facilities and 25 employees. I think that spending a term in the Senate provided me with the backdrop to understand why things are as broken as they are. I believe Minnesotans are genuinely frustrated with this political class of politicians that have been created through the years, and it is in conflict with what the founding fathers really asked for. We can do better. I think Minnesotans all over the all over the state are saying, we want people to go down there, solve problems, and get back to the community from which they come. Absolutely. I think I can do Fair enough. So, uh, when you look at well, let's start with uh, let's start with the party first, because obviously the first hurdle is to become uh, the nominee for the party. What are the, the the three things that you want Republicans to know about what you will do for, for, uh, should you become the nominee? I mean, what, what's what's your what's your line to to Republicans to actually get advanced uh, into this race here, Scott Jensen? We're going to fight terrifically to get. The trifecta. We get the House, we hold the Senate, we get the governor's seat, and in the first 90 days, we go out and we spend all of our efforts to get five things done. We pass a constitutional carry, we ban red flag legislation, we get a stand your ground bill, we get school choice, and we have voter ID. We do that, then we'll start turning our attention to the serious business of creating a budget. But we have got to respond to what Minnesotans want. And Minnesotans don't want politics as usual. They are tired of having the issues politicized and put in jargon kinds of terms that really aren't real. It doesn't matter if you're talking to parents in North Minneapolis or down where I'm from. If you think your kid's stuck in a dead end schools school district, you want choices. If you think that you're not having safety on the streets, you want to be able to send your kids out in the front yard without fear, and that's not happening. We need secure elections. We need integrity. That's what Minnesotans want, and that's what that's what I'm fighting for. And I'm just not going to do it the same old, same old. We are going to get it done, and we're going to make certain that politicians don't get to politicize the issues, put them into big omnibus bills, deflect, and get nothing done. So you you intend to try and do something about uh, about omnibus bills and the and the uh, the dissociation with the subject uh, the, the basically death of the subject matter uh, in, intention of omnibus bills that would be uh, music to my ears Scott Jensen you 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 think you have a, a shot at being able to make have some effect on the legislative process 
I spoke strongly when I was in the Senate against omnibus bills. I was highly critical of the Republican Senate caucus leadership for being willing to have so much jammed into an omnibus bill. We should have far more voting on single subject bills so that the constituents know how we feel on this. The reason omnibus bills are so popular is because they shield politicians from demonstrating to their constituents what they really believe or what they're willing to vote on. It's a constant game of it's a shell game. I'm going to hide under this shell of this omnibus bill so that you can't criticize me. You can go to me and say you didn't like those five bills that were in the omnibus bill because an omnibus bill typically ends up being 200 bills, 1,000 pages frequently. Yeah. People frequently say, well, I, you told me you wouldn't do that. Well, I had to because 95% of the bills in this big package were bills that you and I want. And that's the way they do it is they protect themselves. They're always worried about the next election. I couldn't even get a hearing on my term limit bill. And my term limit bill said you can serve 16 years and then you have to take one term off. And then, darn it, you can go serve another 16 years as long as you don't get to run every time as the incumbent. Because I think the incumbent has so much power and advantage. This is why I put that term limit bill. And I couldn't even get a hearing from my own Republican colleagues. This has got to stop. Absolutely. No, absolute music to my ears. You, you listed five and I think de facto six uh, agenda items here, all of them good, all of them uh, good uh, conservative red meat, should be good red meat for citizens, quite frankly. I, I want to come back to three of them in a moment here. But let's talk about school choice. This has been a longstanding beef between myself and just about every Republican candidate for governor that I've talked with. Uh, everyone, People like to talk school choice. And yet, darned if you can find a Republican gubernatorial candidate taking it to the streets of Minneapolis and St. Paul, where the charter school and the school choice community is extremely disproportionately minorities, people of color, DFL votes, uh, immigrants, non-English speakers. And these people have been deluded about uh, the DFL's support for school choice. In fact, the DFL, if they ever got the trifecta you mentioned and were able to actually ram the the effects home, uh, they would torpedo those lifeboats, the, the, the open enrollment, the charter school situation, uh, charter school system entirely, they would destroy it all. And you can't get a Republican to come into the city proper to talk about. It. Tell us a little bit about how you would enact school choice if elected, Scott Jensen. I've spent a lot of time in North St. Paul I've with uh, multicultural groups. I've been in North Minneapolis, Northeast Minneapolis. These folks are ready for a change. They realize that the school district set up the way it is now is not the way it should be. If you look at Rudy Perpich in the 80s, what he did, he was actually the driving force behind open enrollment and even PSEO. That was a Democrat. I think that there's a lot of common folk, everyday folk who are saying, you know what? This isn't working and we need school choice. And it isn't just about having two choices. It's about having a menu of options. Whether you're talking about public school, private school, charter school, homeschooling, we need to have, in the same way we have a PSEO program, we need to have some sort of post-secondary vocational or trades opportunity as well. We need to focus more on a big menu for kids because, quite frankly, we've got too many kids going to college without any ghost of an idea of what they want to do. And after a year or two, they're disenfranchised from their dreams, oftentimes from their community. They have a tremendous amount of debt, and they're frightened and scared of the future. That's exactly what we don't want to see happen to our 18 to 21-year-olds. Absolutely. So talk about the mechanics of of implementing school choice. I mean, the the 900-pound blue gorilla in the room is the teachers' union who will fight against 
any expansion of school choice to the death. Uh, Scott Jensen, if you're governor, this is going to be a, an absolute uh, Donnybrook of a fight. I'm looking forward to seeing whichever Republican governor, God willing, we get uh, undertake this fight here. How do you see, a, uh, as a charter school parent myself, as someone who pulled his kids out of the St. Paul public schools in disgust uh, 12 years ago, h- how do you see a path to victory on that absolutely vital issue for everyone in the state, regardless of their party's politics? My wife is a veterinarian. Many of her clients through the years have been dogs called pit bulls. When you give a pit bull a pork chop, you're not getting it back. And that's the way I'll take an approach on that. Frankly, if I am governor, there will be no question. School choice, parent choice, having a big chunk of that money that goes to public schools, that will be diverted so that parents can control that. They can't put it in their pockets. They can't put it in their checkbook, but they will control it. And if we do that, we can still allow the public school district to hold on to 25% of the weighted average per student or whatever it is so that they have the ability to keep a place available for Johnny if Johnny bounces back into the public school system. But the fact of the matter is we have an outmoded form of public school education. We allow if you will, almost an indoctrination approach rather than, if you will, a basic foundational approach where it focuses on reading, writing, arithmetic, history. We didn't create laws to make education compulsory so that kids would be indoctrinated. We did it to get rid of illiteracy. We did it because we knew that our society would be stronger if we had an informed citizenry that understood the roots of America as well as understood the basics so they can go out and start their own business and be confident in doing it. So from my perspective, Mitch, this is not negotiable. We're going to get it done. I'll draw a line in the sand. You're not getting my pork chop. And suddenly I am hungry. Anyway, Scott Jetson, uh, GOP candidate for, first of all, the GOP nomination. And I want to talk about that in a moment here. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, running for governor, uh, if, should the nomination happen here. I, I want to talk about the rest of your agenda when we come back from a quick break here. Uh, first of all, can we keep you for another segment, Dr. Jensen? Absolutely, Mitch. Excellent. Looking forward to that here. If you got questions or comments for Dr. Scott Jensen, former senator uh, from Chan Hassan, 651-289-4488. We're also taking questions and comments on Twitter, Gab, MeWe, and Parler uh, at the uh, hashtag NARN show. That's N-A-R-N show. Uh, Dr. Jensen, I'll throw out the uh, first opportunity for a plug here. Where can people find out about more you and your uh, campaign, perhaps opportunities they might have to help financially or in terms of shoe leather d-r-s-c-o-t-t-j-e-n-s-e-n.com dr scott jensen.com d-r-s-c-o-t-t-j-e-n-s-e-n.com if you go to our website you'll see our positions you can volunteer you can be a delegate for us you can contribute we'd appreciate all that but the most important thing is a campaign should be about a conversation and that's what we want to have we want to make sure that you understand what we believe, we want your input, but we have to build a relationship because everybody knows in that last 45 days before an election vote, the things that come out of the media are not reliable. People put out ads that will probably tell people that I've had seven wives when I've only had one and I've been happily married for 43 years. Wow. Bottom line is I want people to know me. Absolutely. Well, you can get your take your chance to get to know Scott Jensen via phone, 651-289-4488. We're going to be talking about, first of all, getting your questions in there and a few more of mine as we uh, return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, by the way, I will post, uh, post the link to the website at shotinthedark.info momentarily. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. 
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Many people who are vaccinated are getting sick from COVID. Fever is the leading sign of COVID, so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Exergen Temporal Scanner's accuracy is backed by more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact devices can miss fevers and give false sense of security. Remember, vaccines may not be enough, and you need an accurate thermometer to stay safe. Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's mobile shoe service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Former Senator Scott Jensen, who is running for the GOP nomination to run for governor of Minnesota and, God willing, with a tailwind, unseat Governor Klink. Waltz. I keep calling him Clink. I have no idea why. Unseating Governor Waltz. Uh, we have uh, Patricia in Minneapolis on the line. You are on the uh, air with Dr. Scott Jensen. Yes, hello. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Good. Well, I have some concerns for, um, I think I'm speaking for myself and other seniors, and we're um, wondering about the increase in taxes on our Social Security, especially when you're over 70 and a half and you have to take your RMD, uh, and that 
mine increased from 9% to about 83% tax on my Social Security due to that. So I'm wondering what they may, as a governor, be able to to direct um, the benefits to seniors. Another one is when we bought a home years and years ago at a lower price, now the prices are going up and up. And here in Edina, they're just increasing some things again. So um, it's almost taxing us right out of our our homes. And um, I can't remember his name right now, but he I talked with him about it one time, and he said, well, I suggest you move out of your home into a place you can afford. Uh-huh. Well, I thought I could if, I, if the taxes hadn't gone up and then the price of the homes are going up too. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's good. But Seniors are getting squeezed. We have a lot to get to, Patricia. Thanks for your call. A couple great questions there. Our response is uh, Scott Jensen. Yeah, Mitch, I only have a few minutes because they've evidently changed the protocol here at the MNGOP convention. They're going to have governor candidates speak, so I'm going to be speaking in about six minutes. But I wanted to respond to the question there. This is immoral what they're doing to you. You're in your home. You should not be squeezed out of it, and you've already paid tax on your Social Security income. You should not be taxed twice. I've supported getting rid of that tax before, and I'll support it again. It's not right. You should feel angry because you are being victimized. Okay, let's uh, go to the two, well, three elephants in the room. One of them has been thrown at us by the Minnesota Republican Party. Uh, Their ability to assist in statewide races has been an elephant in the room, as it were, for quite some time now. That's an issue that we need to talk about in an entirely separate form, I'm afraid, uh, Dr. Jensen. Let's talk about two others. Uh, The one that's been getting the opposition researchers of both parties uh, chattering away about you for the last few weeks is your stances on COVID, on the pandemic. I think it's fair to say that they are somewhat counter- to the conventional wisdom of the political class. Uh, It's being thrown out there as a reason to uh, deny support to you, Scott Jensen. Uh, How would you explain your stance on COVID to the the audience, quite frankly, uh, Dr. Jensen? I'm a huge believer in the value of vaccinations. I've been a part of the polio eradication process project with uh, Rotary uh, in the last three or four decades. I spend over $100,000 a year purchasing vaccines for my patients. I just got 500 doses of influenza vaccine in the other day. I do believe strongly that individual choice is what should drive whether or not a person takes a vaccine. I probably have 90% of my patients over the age of 75 have been vaccinated, and I think that it's been incorrectly reported that I'm anti-vax. I am powerfully anti-mandate and I'm anti-passport because we're looking at a vaccine that has more problems and deaths associated with it from a time perspective than all the other vaccines over the last three decades added together. So I think that we can have a conversation on this. And when the government officials come out and tell us that natural immunity doesn't get to count, they're just being plain wrong. And a 10th grade microbiology student probably knows better. So that's where I'm at. I'm absolutely with you on that one. The other one, and I notice that uh, you have led with three of your top five uh, agenda items directly pertain to this constitutional carry and a ban on, on red flag laws and, of course, uh, self-defense reform. This, I, I'm going to guess this is a response to some of the flack that you got from some of the Second Amendment groups uh, regarding your authoring in 2018 of a red flag bill. Uh, you have come out, and, of course, you've... Uh, You've protested your Second Amendment credentials. Uh, I'd just like to to make sure that uh, listeners are clear on where you stood as well as stand. And uh, and clearly you're making the bid for that support with uh, 60 percent of your agenda, uh, Dr. Jensen. Uh, What do voters need to know about your stance and on the uh, on the 
back and forth on the issue over the last couple of years, uh, Scott Jensen? I did not author a red flag bill. I allowed my name to be put on a proposal that would examine our uh, My bad, my bad, my, my unclarity. Sorry about that. I, yeah, but there was an expansion or there was an investigation of a background check bill that uh, I allowed my name to be put on for one month in an effort to get a conversation going similar to what President Trump had done in the wake of the Parkland shooting. In one month, there was no effort on the part of the author of that bill to make it a bill that was comfortable for the NRA or the Minnesota gun owners or both parties. I took my name off the bill, and within a year, I was the chief author of a stand-your-ground bill, and I stand by that. I also feel that we are in a situation now where a constitutional carry bill needs to be put forth. In the past, I wasn't certain, but I do definitely believe we should do that. But I've definitely been strong on stand your ground. And I think that some people misconstrue a conversation uh, to be a vote, and it's not. And we have to be willing to trailblaze issues and stand strong on the, on the issues that are controversial. And I think that's one of the problems for the Republican Party is we've not had enough of a defender of our of our convictions. And I'm going to talk about anything. I'll talk about, I don't, I don't support legalized recreational marijuana, but I certainly support talking about decriminalizing trivial amounts. And if in talking about it, people think they know how I stand on it or that I vote for, they're dead wrong. And that's not my problem. That's theirs. And that's why we keep on losing. We have got to allow our candidates to speak boldly and champion our convictions. And if we don't, we will keep losing. And you will get your chance to speak boldly about it in the near future. I know I'm involved in two different governor's forums here. By the way, one of the allegations that was brought up against you this past week, I will I will not entertain with uh, with uh, any time at all whatsoever. The, the notion that you worked uh, spent some time working for Planned Parenthood. For the love of God, people's views evolve and people's situations change and holding things against people forever uh, when views have changed over time is, is absurd. Yeah, Mitch, basically when I was a resident, part of our gynecology rotation was to go over to Planned Parenthood with our preceptor and put young women on birth control pills, treat STDs, treat vaginitis, and do pap smears. There was nothing to do with uh, an employment relationship with Planned Parenthood or anything like that. Absolutely. No, I and I that, that's one I would uh, not entertain with any time whatsoever. I, I know you're uh, up against a, a, a deadline here. Do you have time to take one more call, Dr. Jensen? Mitch, I think I've got to go, but I'd love to be on again sometime. We will definitely extend that invitation, Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh, for, thanks for joining us today. We will definitely do this again between now and convention time. Lots to talk about. Pleasure to have you here, Dr. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Scott Jensen, a GOP candidate for uh, governor, looking for the uh, GOP's uh, nomination uh, come convention time here. Caucuses are only four or five months away here. So yeah, political season never really ends in this state. Uh, we could certainly take uh, Mark's call if he's still on the line, still interested, and in, uh, actually can take both of the uh, uh, b- both of the uh, callers here if they're still on the line ready to go. Let's give it a shot here. Let's go to line two. Michael and Rosemount, if you're still here, go ahead, fire away the question. If I can't answer it, I will certainly endeavor to get it to uh, candidate Jensen in the future. You still with us, Michael? All right. Thanks, Mitch. Absolutely. Uh, Well, my question is, with the absolute crisis we're seeing at the border, where illegal aliens are basically being distributed throughout the country, and I use the term illegal alien rather than migrant because an immigrant or a migrant would come under come in under a legal process understood what tools and what is a what are these governors going to do when they find 
you know, tens of maybe hundreds of thousands of people just dropped into their cities. What tools do the governors have? Because this is absolutely dereliction of duty by the federal government failing to do their duty and protect our sovereignty and borders. You are absolutely correct. And what can the individual governors do? Well, it's, it's not much of an issue for the governor of Minnesota or any of the northern tier states, although rest assured there are illegal immigrants coming in from the north as well. It's just not nearly in the same numbers. That is going to lead to a bit of a constitutional crisis here, uh, maybe a lower key one than some of the other ones we may face in coming years. But uh, yeah, the, gov- uh, the, the borders are supposed to be a federal responsibility. The federals have abrogated that responsibility quite plainly. And it is time for, uh, you're going to see uh, Governor Abbott, as we speak, is starting to challenge the federal government's authority in in the, the dealing with the, this challenge to American sovereignty. I mean, if you can't protect your own borders, why have a national government at all? Why have a government if it doesn't enforce the sovereignty of your nation? There is no reason to pay taxes to a government that will not safeguard the the benefits and existence of that society. None. And that's you're going to see a Federalist challenge pronto here. Let's go to line three in St. Louis Park. Mark, you got about 30 seconds. Mitch, real quick, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to ask the, uh, uh, Dr. Jensen, what I asked Michelle Benson a couple weeks ago, he was at Hamill VFW. He said, we have to expand our party. I assume he means get them more diverse. How do you expand the party without losing our principles? That's something maybe you can answer, too. I don't see it. That I is a great, that, that is a great question, and, and, the, and perhaps I'm being a little idealistic when I say this. There's, there's a lot of people out there who don't know they're conservatives yet. I say this jokingly back when I was the only conservative talk radio show host in the Twin Cities punk rock scene. I used to talk with some of my fellow rock and rollers and say, you don't know it. You may make a lot of socialist drivel when you talk and when you sing, but you run your life like a conservative. You run your life like uh, like Ronald Reagan, who was the president at the time, would have you run your life. And by God, it's true. Some of them eventually saw the light, and a few of them are actually conservative voters. There's not many of them. Uh, but the whole idea is not to expand by, by watering down the party, although there are some purists on some issues that probably need to accept the idea that someone who's 70% your friend is not 30% your enemy. But the idea of bringing in people for the parts of their worldview that are conservative, that makes sense. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot, go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. 
And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Do you love to cook or have a favorite blue ribbon dish? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning entry will receive a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers, a $1,400 value, and get a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once each day. So start cooking and enter now at am1280thepatriot.com slash recipes. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, this is going to be a big week coming up here. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala, which sold out long, long, long ago. I mean, it's been sold out for a good solid month. Anyway, the, uh, it's coming up this Wednesday at the Best Western Premiere in Burnsville. Uh, but you can still join us virtually. You can reserve your live stream ticket today at am12athepatriot.com. That's right, live streaming a Patriot event. Uh, as, and by the way, as a thank you, you'll receive one free movie rental at salemnow.com. Whoa, I almost wish I could stay home for this. Because I want to rent, uh, there's a couple of the movies I'm interested in renting. I actually would love to see uh, the, the, the uh, Sarah, what am I talking about here? The Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla movie. No Safe Spaces, amazing movie. Uncle Tom, by the way, also worth a look, although I get that on, uh, on Amazon Prime now. Uh, you catch every moment of candid conversation with Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager from the comfort of home. Live stream starts around 6.45-ish this coming Wednesday, but don't wait till then to reserve your ticket. It's our 20th anniversary gala sponsored by Pro-Life Across. America. And before that, as if that isn't a big enough treat, you get to hear three of the four uh, voices of the Northern Alliance Radio Network live and in person at the red carpet broadcast Wednesday from four to six on AM 12A, The Patriot. I will be joined by Brad 
and Jack of the Northern Alliance. King not joining us this time. That's brought to you by our great friends at Snelling Heating and Cooling. We will reflect on 20 years of a great radio and from the station, 17, almost 18 of it from the Narn, and preview what, what should be an awesome night of, uh, yeah, an awesome night of, uh, of, of conversation with Charlie Kirk and uh, Dennis Prager. By the way, the second ballot came in about 10 minutes ago as we were talking with uh, candidate Jensen. Second ballot, Dave Hand, 153, uh, Jerry Dettinger, 135, and uh, Phil Parrish coming in at 41, not really moving his uh, totals. Actually, I think he may have lost a vote or two. None of the above is down to two. Okay, some of the uh, chaff is uh, is moving one way or the other here. So it looks like... Uh, and the speculation, since they have to be out of the Hopkins Performing Arts Center in 25 minutes, there's a speculation that there's some backroom dealing is underway here, moving the whole thing to a voice vote. Uh, the candidates are speaking as we speak right now, candidate hand talking about uh, carrying the water for the elephant, and we've all done that together. Can uh, And, yeah, we're, we're, I think there's going to be a movement uh, to a uh, Andy Aplikowski tweets that the third vote will be electronic. <sighs> what, go, what could go wrong there? By the way, the uh, gubernatorial candidates, uh, Jensen and Gazelka spoke. Michelle Benson uh, spoke before that. So uh, looking forward to getting Paul Gazelka on the broadcast, as well as all of the other uh, GOP gubernatorial candidates here between now and the convention. We hope to have all of them on multiple times. We had Michelle Benson, uh, Benson on two weeks ago. Just got done uh, with a great conversation with Scott Jensen. We need to have more candidates that rhyme with Ensign. I mean, Benson, Jensen, we could have a, uh, a, a I don't know. We need to have more uh, Henson. Yeah, we need a Henson on the race here just to make it completely Minnesotan. At any rate, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us here. Uh, so we were talking before the break about just the, the fact that that's, DFL voters just can't do math. They can't do economics. They can't do markets. We were talking about the the, the refrigerated morgue that Governor Waltz uh, commissioned about this time, uh, well, at the beginning of the pandemic. Now, let me walk you back through this. $5.5 million was the price tag to buy the Bix Warehouse, which is a refrigerated specialty warehouse that uh, was for the Bix Fruit Company, which moved out of that space some time ago. The building sat unoccupied for a bit, perhaps not well-maintained enough to serve its purpose. It's uh, known uh, now to have had some significant serious leaks in the roof, which contributed to some serious water accumulation, making it not only not suitable to serve as a morgue for up to 5,000 people, its original stated purpose, but really not a suitable place to store significant amounts of personal protective equipment. That was where the state opted to store masks and face masks and other stuff. And it wasn't even suitable for storing uh, vaccines, actually, not cold enough for the Pfizer vaccine or much of anything else. And just leaving all that aside, I mean, a million dollars was spent over the past 17 months now on upgrades, on repairs, which, by the way, didn't make it suitable to be used as a morgue, uh, spending on operating costs. I mean, because it's not if you have a refrigerator at home, you know, it doesn't stay cool for free. And this, by the way, a year over a year after the Minnesota State Funeral Directors Association said, yeah, we're good. 
the more the the mortuary capacity we have is all hunky dory. We've been able to stay as bad as things got with the the COVID pandemic in the spring of twenty, the fall of twenty, and the little surge we've had so far this year. We're fine. We've got the the capacity to to handle the surges that we've had here. So this has been a white elephant for quite some time. Now for a year now on the state payroll. Now, the price tag of $5.56 million went up to, in effect, over $6.5 million with operating costs, with repairs, with a few upgrades that were made. And the St. Paul Port Authority has stepped in and said, yeah, we'd love to buy that. Now, if you're a St. Paul taxpayer, the St. Paul Port Authority is kind of to the city of St. Paul what the Met Council is to the metro area at large. It is a place where money goes to sink from sight and never be seen again. It is an official government money pit. It was a scandal 30 years ago. I mean, before Norm Coleman took over as mayor of St. Paul 30 years ago, the St. Paul Port Authority effectively was a city-run money pit that would get behind funding with taxpayer money and with tax breaks, large projects that usually went on to lose immense amount of money. I mean, do you remember Bandana Square? Do you remember Galtier Plaza? Do you remember Town Square? All of them, shopping centers back when people thought the idea of the Festival Mall was uh, the next big thing. Hint, it's not. Anybody remember River Place? Kids, ask your grandparents. Anybody remember St. Anthony, Maine? Oh, those weren't the responsibility of the Port Authority. But people actually remember those, as opposed to the projects the St. Paul Port Authority undertook. I just named three of them. Galtier Plaza remains blighted, and most of its retail space has been converted over to office space. Bandana Square, same thing. It was an attempt in my neighborhood to do a festival mall. I loved it, by the way, back in its day. Had some fun bars. Had uh, was the original Dakota nightclub, which is one of few concert venues in the Twin Cities I still patronize. Uh, in fact, we'll be patronizing this coming month. Should be interesting. My first venture for social life back into downtown Minneapolis in almost two years. Uh, we'll talk about that when we uh, later on the broadcaster, if not then next week as well. Oh, that's right. Max Weidenberg's jukebox coming to town on uh, October 21st. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I mean, since Southside Johnny isn't touring yet, something's got to fill the gap. Where were we? Oh, yeah. The St. Paul Port Authority. I mean, you look behind any expensive real estate boondoggle of the last 35, 40 years in St. Paul since the demise of urban renewal, which was the big daddy of them all when it comes to wasting money and destroying cities. But the St. Paul Port Authority has its autograph on just about every expensive boondoggle in terms of real estate development, especially commercial real estate development in in St. Paul in the last two generations. The St. Paul Port Authority is where taxpayer money goes to disappear forever. Sort of like Metro Transit. At any rate, so what you have is $6.5 million of St. Paul taxpayer money, of course, augmented by local government aid. So taxpayers around the state all have some skin in the game. I mean, it's not just the city of St. Paul doing its spending. The city of St. Paul gets all sorts of support from the rest of the state, meaning you're all on the hook for it, whether you like it or not. 
anyway, this six and a half million, I'm sorry, this five uh, at point, I believe $7 million is again, about a high, less than $200,000 over the original purchase price. So it's being portrayed as at least a little profit, a little bit of fiscal responsibility on the part of the leftist uh, enumerati, shall we call them, the people who are completely enumerate, have no concept about numbers, how math, how markets, how appreciation, how, how the real estate market, how inflation works. Even if you accept that that purchase price versus purchase price is valid, you have to accept the fact that that property would have appreciated beyond five point five million or even five point seven million dollars by now had it just gone out on the private market with nobody touching it. But that's not the case. It's really you you throw in the sunk costs, and the state is selling this off for almost. Let's just call. Let's be conservative. What else? And call it a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar haircut. And it's not money that's coming in from any useful part of the economy that's not and it's not going to go turn to property into anything useful that contributes property taxes to the city's anemic and shrinking tax base it's the port authority it's going to remain a tax hole five acres of non-producing property uh, in an area that should be but is not a productive source of tax revenue for the city of St. Paul, not to mention a place where a business could go. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space. It shifts the city of St. Paul's already gargantuan tax burden to, guess who? All of you citizens whose taxes are going up yet again with no end in sight. And it effectively flushes $750,000 of sunk cost and opportunity cost down the drain, never to be seen again. That's what has happened with the Bix warehouse. And what have we gotten in exchange for this millions of dollars of, quote, investment and $750,000 of sunk cost lost? My theory is that's where Ken Martin, the chairman of the DFL, hid John Thompson before the 2020 election to keep him out of the public eye after he threatened to burn down Hugo. But I can't prove it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Air Mechanical, family owned and operated since 1985, leads the metro area in heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Whether it's maintaining your current system, repairing it when it breaks, or installing new equipment, Air Mechanical believes in doing things the right way, not the easy way. They are there 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Bryant, whatever it takes. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. 
Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Our sister station's 20th anniversary gala may be sold out, but thanks to the power of the interwebs, they've got unlimited capacity virtually. Join Dennis Prager and Charlie Kirk from the comfort of home this Wednesday evening at SalemNow.com. Reserve your live stream ticket today. And as a thank you, you'll receive one free movie rental on Salem Now. AM 1280 The Patriot is celebrating two decades on air, and you're invited to join them at this special event, supported by Pro-Life Across America. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Salem Now is the best streaming platform in the biz, and you don't have to pay a monthly fee for it. Uh, Great content out there right now, including the Great American Race Game, asking the question, what happens when racism becomes an empty term used to intimidate and silence? This documentary explores why so many BLM supporters are white college students and why their goals are so deeply misguided, which is probably a better way to put it than I would. I mean, I, I would call it stupid, but it's more charitable because everyone out there is an opportunity to be changed to something better. People can be brought to the light. I mean, I was brought to the light. Now, I was never uh, a, a campus Marxist. Far from it. I was very much a patriotic American, even when I was what we would now call today a progressive Democrat. More, I mean, progressive in the context of the early 1980s. Uh, which is a whole different world than it is today, at least in in the mainstream. But I I evolved. I changed over time. People do develop nuances and and more complicated conversations in their lives, which is why, by the way, I, I get tired of some of the absolutists on both sides, all sides of many questions right now. I mean, I pointed out some of the opposition researchers in both parties are hamming it up over Dr. Jensen's uh, having had to spend some of his time, a resident, resident rotation with Planned Parenthood. Even if he were a pro-choicer 40 years ago, uh, people's views evolve over time. Ronald Reagan was a new dealer, for the love of God. All you people who demand lifelong purity on every question. I've just flushed Ronald Reagan down the drain and myself included. And by the way, most good conservatives these days, quite frankly, with all due respect to those of you who came out of the womb voting for Barry Goldwater, I mean, a lot of us, including some of the most motivated conservatives out there, are conservatives because we've seen what the other side is like. 
that's important here. I, I, I get the same thing, by the way, about people who uh, who are well, I've, I've heard some strident social media keyboard commandos over this past week or so uh, tearing into both of the major candidates for uh, the Minnesota Republican Party chair. By the way, uh, apparently I've gotten a report in that uh, Dave Han has won by uh, 25 votes as of uh, as of the uh, second ballot. So I don't know. It doesn't look like they're beginning to go for a third vote here. Uh, anyway, he's uh, as of the second ballot. He uh, Han had taken a, a brief lead, and it looks like uh, Han is ahead by 25 votes. Looks like they, uh, if I'm not mistaking the tweet that I got from uh, John Heyer at the Hopkins Performing Arts Center. Uh, it looks like Dave Han is the new chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. So, uh, I, which brings me to the next point. I mean, among the purity police that are out there, I've heard people say, well, Dave Han lost his Senate seat. I, I've heard that as a current among some Republican activists, most of whom have never run a campaign, much less won a race themselves, by the way. Uh, I heard one who, a person I respect greatly in every possible, just about every possible way. I won't name his name, but on uh, Twitter a while ago, he was, uh, by the way, this is a person who deserves some respect because he won a race, uh, won, won a race in a jurisdiction that 10 years ago I'd have probably called impossible for Republicans. So not only did this person win a race, uh, he advanced the causes of some level of conservatism in some part of uh, of the city that Many of us had given up for lost 15 years ago. I won't go into more details than that. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Others don't. But this person uh, went on social media, this person's primary instrument, if you will, and said, yeah, we should we should get mad and stay mad at people who lose races. And I thought, my God, how short-sighted. What, what an incredibly short-sighted point of view. I mean, for starters, Abraham Lincoln lost his first race for Congress. Should Illinois Republicans have made him an other? Should should they have exiled him from the party because he didn't win his first race? The rationale is, well, I mean, they, they go in thinking they can win. They should win. And every political race has a 50% casualty rate. Someone always wins. At least one, usually more, always lose. You're, I mean, if you're not running unopposed, someone is going to lose. And that person who loses may lose once and forevermore. But does that define them as a human being forever? Some might say, yes, I disagree strongly. Abraham Lincoln, case in point. Say what you will about his activities in support of his wife over the last few months, but First District Congressman Jim Hagedorn became a congressman on his third try and in so doing had to convince an entire district's full of GOP activists to back him three tries. Uh, he lost his first attempt in 2016, second attempt in 2018, I believe I got the dates right here. Third attempt, 2020, got, actually it was 2018 he won, didn't he? That's right. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he won in 2018. That's right. So 14 and 16, he tried and lost. And I heard a number of, of GOP activists say, well, he's tried and lost twice. Forget him. Other him. Don't invite him to the table. He's lost a chance. We should shun him completely from polite Republican society. But he went out and he won it. Now, for, there, there are some issues regarding his interactions with 
regarding his wife, Je- Jennifer Carnahan, the outgoing uh, state, uh, the resigned state party chair, who's been officially replaced as of today. Uh, and by the way, Donna Bergstrom has taken over as the deputy chair. So the, the ballots are starting to come in. The results are starting to happen in the, at the GOP State Central Committee Convention, just in time to wrap the show here today. Thank you, folks. Thanks, delegates out there. I think it's deeply wrong misguided to treat people as one and done as if they, they they lose a race and they're done and gone and they can and they're beyond the pale uh, people who opposed dave hand because well he lost his senate seat well you just counted out an awful lot of people in the southwest metro because for better or worse and it is worse the southwest metro's demographics are changing and their voting patterns are changing with it does that mean someone who was on the wrong side of that demo, uh, those demographic changes lose all possibility of, of being able to convey some talent, some wisdom, some some skill to the party that they were a part of for some of the best years of their lives? I don't think so. I would challenge anyone who believes that to come on this broadcast. I would love to have a debate on that. Hint, you'll lose, and by your own logic, you will have to shun yourself. But I can't. That's your logic, not mine here, folks. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, congratulations to Dave Hand, longtime friend of this broadcast, many-time guest on this broadcast in his various races, running for a state party chair, for uh, governor at one point four years ago, and for any number of other races. Of course, uh, longtime uh, state uh I think he was the education committee chair in the Senate for uh, during his long career in the Senate. Congratulations to Dave Hand. Best of luck to the GOP in moving forward after 10 years of duking it out in debt and in disunity and in confusion. Here's hoping that we turn the corner. We've got a one year to turn this into a hopefully, God willing, a sweep of state offices, state constitutional offices. I mean, if not now, when, folks? Best of luck. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Do you have an idea for an invention, but you don't know what to do next? How do you get in front of companies or get a patent? Call InventHelp. They've been helping inventors just like you for 35 years. And thousands of people contact them every month. With 65 offices, you can meet with an InventHelp representative near you who will keep your idea confidential and explain their invention process step by step. InventHelp has helped over 10,000 inventors get patents. And they offer 3D animations and prototyping services to help demonstrate your idea. InventHelp's exclusive data bank includes over 9,000 companies who have agreed to confidentially review new ideas, like yours. Don't wonder what to do next. Take action right now and get the help you need from InventHelp. Call today for free information. Call 800-217-4380. That's 800-217-4380. Again, 1-800-217-4380. Fall is one of my favorite times of the year. Having to wear that light jacket, the leaves are turning, football... 
But one of my favorite things is hanging out in the backyard and having that bonfire. Well, maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I don't have a backyard. Maybe now's the time to buy a house and get that backyard. Enjoy that time with family and friends back there. And you can do that with United Faith Mortgage. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And buying a home is a big deal. And while it sounds cliche, it's true. Our homes have never been more important. A new home brings a lot of beauty. Tucking your kids into their new bed for the first time and enjoying that bonfire or first cookout in the backyard. But all that process can be a big deal. And United Faith Mortgage, they can help. It's their job to to eliminate the stress and use their direct lender advantage to make sure you're paying the least amount possible for your new home. And right now, they'll pay your appraisal fees as well. That's up to $500. So visit unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vrick, NMLS number 65233. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. AM 12A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.